Aligned to the Light is a podcast sponsored by the Universal Hager Spiritual Church Association. The views and opinions expressed by each individual speaker do not necessarily reflect the beliefs and opinions of the Universal Hager Spiritual Church Association. As we are all spiritual beings having a human experience, this podcast embraces and discusses how to grow and develop the understanding of who we truly are. Welcome back to Align to the Light for part three of 1920 to 2020, What's Changed? If you missed parts one and two, make sure you go back and check them out on your favorite streaming app. This is our last episode of season one, and we hope you have been enjoying the podcast so far. We are looking forward to some great topics and more discussion in season two. And now we'll jump right into part three. Here we have... 2020, and I think it is a huge, um, I'm not going to say it's a hot button, but it's a huge discussion, right? What is going to happen with marijuana? So if you look in the, in the 2020 election, some of the things that were on the ballot besides just um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and your local um, senators and local state mayors and councilmen was also several states looked at passing legislation allowed to be legal in their uh, small amounts of marijuana for personal use to be legal in their individual states, right? New Jersey was one. I think Arizona was one. Uh, Oregon was another one. And, and, and it gets to numbers now. I think it's almost like 16 or 18 states, maybe more now, I think like 22, 23 states have passed legislation to allow some form of marijuana for recreational use there. And so while, again, while I'm not going to try to speak on the merits of should marijuana be legal, not legal, here's what I will say, right? The, it opens the door for now true discussion around criminal justice reform. And I think that's what's going to be important as we look at 2021 and going forward. Many people, brown and black, have been incarcerated for years if not decades or much longer around this discussion, okay? Right about what's legal, what's not legal, and how much is legal, how much is not legal. When you look at the 1920s, what eventually happened, they said, eh, this prohibition thing, it's not working. We're gonna legalize it, we're gonna tax the heck out of it, and boom, problem solved. And so when we look at today's discussion around marijuana again what whatever your opinion is on it i think it is a huge discussion point because states now are thinking about hmm we may have an economic deficit hmm we know that we have a population who uses marijuana for recreational use or others hmm what happens if we were to tax that marijuana Instead of it being just underground, hmm, I wonder if that would help fill some of that deficit. So, you know, again, I, I will look at those, the 1920s, alcohol was the big buzzword. No, can't have alcohol, call all problems. Hmm, okay. And they eventually legalized it, and we moved to now. And so here we are now, the 1920s in other words, and the topic of marijuana again, is, has, has shown across the states, right, that most of the states saying, nope, 
for you know recreational use, whatever it is, it's going to be something that's that's online uh, or or um, we're on board with the states are saying. And so it's going to be interesting as we get to 2021. What will the new administration do? Uh, I, you know, I think many people have looked at there could be a movement of probably Pat moving 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 at the federal level to support it because uh, Kamala Harris has at least indicated she's very big on criminal justice reform and um, looking at what makes sense in term in, in term instead of uh, draconian laws that were put in place to again just lock up people that look like us for certain cases or certain things that were called illegal. So there, <laughs> I'll, uh, as uh, so, you know, as, go ahead, KB, what you gonna say? I've been waiting to jump in on this one. But I, and the reason why, you know, I was kind of excited because so many of our young black and brown brothers and sisters have gotten caught up on these charges that, you know, for, for you know, holding an ounce of a mm-hmm. substance, you know, especially like your weed on you and, and have gone to jail for these things and are locked up with these insane amount of times when the people who are actually orchestrating all of this have gotten either less time or, or no time. So I was very happy to at least see the state start to decriminalize it. So that mm-hmm. means that, you know, our folks aren't being hit with those astronomical uh, jail times. Yes. Uh, look, I, I mean, I, that's well, that's why I said I know it's a hot button topic. I know it's something that depending on depending on your age group, depending on what generation you're in, depending on the way you were raised, you know, for some people that still they don't want to talk about it. Ah, that makes them feel uncomfortable. But what I will say is just what you brought up. Right. In terms of how do we ensure that the conversation is open and fluid around our brothers and sisters who have been. Um, many of which, not all, but many of which who have been unequitably incarcerated for crimes that others who've committed did not get locked up for, you have to talk about the marijuana situation. You have to talk about, um, you know, criminal justice reform. And so, uh, again, I'm, I'm not here to speculate on what's exactly going to happen, but I can say that they have at least, you know, indicated that there is a willingness to talk more about legalization and, um, you know, at the federal level or addressing that as a uh, economic gap, because, you know, I'll I'll say again, 1920s, alcohol was looked at as, "Mm -mm, nope, 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 nope. Can't do it. It's gonna, it's, it's causing all these challenges at home and abroad and everything else. And so it was a, it was a negative, like, won't do it. And I think it was 10 years later, I don't even know if it was truly 10 years, I think several years, less than that, that they eventually said, oh, okay, we give up. Not we give up, but we we see the light. We're going to move forward, support it, find a way to, you know, include a part of the movement and go forward. And I would not be surprised if in 2021 that becomes the stage, right? I mean, we've there's enough research and has been done to talk about there are some medical benefits, right, for those um, who have severe pains and and glaucoma and, and other things. And so the question now is, what what do states do? What What's happening at the federal level to say, hey, 2021 or 2020, are we going to look at 1920s and 
make some similar decisions. Well, you made some good points there. And um, going back to 1920, as you said, that was during the time of prohibition. And one of the things that actually helped us get out of the depression was when they legalized alcohol because they was able to not only get the taxes from that, but they was able to provide the resources uh -huh. into other areas. But let me ask you a question. Do y'all understand and realize during the time that alcohol was illegal, cocaine mm -hmm. was legal? That's why I said there's a, there is a huge discussion around that whole, you know, exactly. and if I just wanted to pick on just, just alcohol, right? Because that's what most people know. Many people don't know that cocaine was legal, right? Cocaine and uh, heroin, those things was legal. They was trying to, at that time, restrict them as well. But the act that actually put alcohol into prohibition did not include those things. Those things didn't get included yeah. until later. And you see, it was all part of the thing with the same thing with marijuana at that time. I think one of the movies was called Reefer Madness. It, was, it first came out as a silent movie because they said if you smoke reefer, you're going to turn into a monster and you was just going to rape all the white women out there and you was going to rob people and do all kinds of things like that and just be crazy. And they made a movement and uh, a movie and the whole movement around that particular movie. But as you said, as we fast forward and as research comes, as we found, imagine the amount of resources they could save if they actually did legalize marijuana. And this is what we have to know and understand. As we talk about criminal reform, we see that these states that have legalized marijuana and stuff, they have not, they have not expunged the records of those that have been incarcerated, especially for small amounts. And that's one of the things that really need to be addressed as this is going on. Those records truly would need to be expunged if they're going that far. And we're going to talk about true reform and, tr and to get that uh, 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 passed properly. We go into that even further to realize that the same thing that they was arresting people of brown and brown and, and black people of for selling and distributing, distributing usually small amounts and giving un, un, unknown times, 30 years of life with no chance of parole for four ounces and different things like that. That's just ridiculous. But those same people are now in business, running corporations that are making millions of dollars, selling it legally for medicinal as well as for recreational purposes in certain states where it yeah. is legal. So what so, sense is that? So those are all that that social economic imbalance that we're still talking about. That systematic thing that keeps you out because even in that now they say that you know, eighty percent of a lot of the prisoners incarcerated are of color and for some type of and eighty percent of them are for some type of drug crime, usually some type of low level marijuana or crack, which is different than cocaine. Because for just a little piece of crack, they could give you 25 years, but you could have a pound of cocaine and they give you three months if it's your first offense. So, you know, you had those kind of things like that that just did not balance. Now, different states and different cities, they might have different rules. I might be a little bit off with my, my, my figures, but you check it and you'll find that no matter how it is, there's not a balance there. Now, since there's not a balance there with that, what do we do from this point forward as they're going on? One of the things is, if we're going to legalize it and they're going to do that, let's expunge the records of these people that have gotten caught up in that system. Especially since, as I said, you have people that have come out of law enforcement that are now legally selling 
the things that they was arresting people for and putting them in jail for. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, so to I me. would say here's here's my challenge number two. <clears throat> and um I, I know this went to a long episode and and um I, you know, one, I appreciate our listeners hanging with us, right? Because I'm sure this will be broken up in a few. Uh, this is, you know, probably uh, version or, or uh, episode three of a three-part episode. <laughs> but, but here's what I will say, right? So everybody has probably heard of the 13th Amendment or the, the, the Netflix documentary, the 13th Amendment, right? Go so check that out. There's also a book called The New Jim Crow. Check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are several other books around criminal justice reform. And and what I will just leave it here with is just know that 2020 has been the year that has brought many lines to the light, many lines, right? So it has exposed the underbellies of racial inequities that many people say, oh, we, we behind that now. We, we elected a black president, we're good. Mm-mm, still there. Right. We started seeing those things pop up as soon as President Obama got elected and the images that came around of him and our first lady, Michelle Obama, and things people were saying and certain movements that popped up who whose sole goal was to essentially say, we're not going to support anything they do. I don't care what say, what they say. Right. So but 2020 has brought those lines to the light because some of those same individuals and groups with the when the administration of Trump came in and certain things that he had said and put in place or certain things he talked about, it gave them courage to say it even louder, right? Or do it even more vocally or more presently. So it brought those underbellies of racism and misogyny to the light. It, you know, 2020 has brought the inequities around health to the light, right? So now, not only are they talking about vaccine distribution, and they didn't all, we're now talking about the severity of COVID, but it became national news to say, man, why are some communities affected three and four times as much as others during this pandemic? If the pandemic knows no race, then there may be an when economic imbalance, right? A smaller percentage of the population in that exactly. area. Right. So again, 2020 has brought the inequity of the healthcare system to the light, where now you're saying, okay, maybe we do need to deal with our indigenous brothers and sisters, or you know, some people call them Native Americans, and what had what we have done to them in terms of healthcare facilities, because they're on reservation and they're not getting proper dental and they're not getting proper um, um, health monitoring and health checkups. But when a pandemic comes, guess what? They are the first ones to be at the hospital and may not have proper health insurance. Or even if they do, they may not have been able to see their provider because they were in a community that didn't have consistent health monitoring. Right. And so, man, we have to address that. Um, You know, 2020 has brought, as KB mentioned very closely, it brought to light the discussion around where is the new economy moving, right? 1920, the economy moved from agriculture to the Industrial Revolution. 2020 has moved the needle to say, now we're on to automate, now we're on to, you know, AI, and that's AI and self-driving, 
that's AI in applic you know many applications that's AI in space development again as as a mechanical engineer I'm sure she can certainly appreciate the you know the advancement that we're seeing where a private company Tesla uh, with SpaceX is now supporting NASA um, yeah. so you know 2020 has brought all these things to light it's brought the brought the discussion around women and the ceiling to light where 1920 was focusing on voting 2020 it's not you know women are like no nah, we we're beyond just voting we we want a seat at the table we want the seat at the um at uh, governmental affairs we want seats at uh, c suites of economies and 2020 last thing i will say 2020 as rev g mentioned has brought to light i think the power of financial independence um that whereas the 1920s, you know, the movement was primarily around, hey, we want to, we want to, we want to be able to vote and we want to be treated fairly. And we may have businesses, but we've seen our businesses torn down. Where now the roaring 20s, I think we're seeing more people, young people, and hopefully uh, people who may not have participated in the stock market or the options market or the bond market um, or whatever it is are saying, man, if I was if I was smart and willing to study and look at some opportunities from March until now or April or May till now, the stock market has dub you know has went up. Depending on which stocks you were in, we're up you know two three times, and they're saying here's an opportunity for me to level the playing field to look at just the way um, our our ancestors who may not have been able didn't have enough money to you know, engage in the stock market or engage in real estate um, or buy houses. And we see the, the, the long-term generational effects of that have been an imbalance. Well, 2020 has brought that to light. So, you know, you ask, what can we do now? We can educate ourselves to say, okay, let me learn about real estate. Let me learn about stock market. Let me learn about options market. Let me learn about bonds or futures. Or heck, let me learn about being an entrepreneur where I can have a side hustle right, or side gig to program Roblox, you know, or whatever it is that I want to do, or, uh, you know, be a real estate investor, because that, those lines are brought to light. And um, that's, that's kind of what my closing remarks going to be. But I, 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 as you heard me say before, I'm pretty excited about this episode. I mean, we, I could have went much longer, but uh, I, I think there's mm. so many benefits and so many things that our people in general hopefully should start seeing the value as we reflect back on 1920 to 2020 and 2020 and beyond to say we're not going to be servants and peons in 2021. We're going to be the head of the class. So excellent summary of what we talked about. And I, I would also have to pose the question of have we really progressed as a people um, and mm. I know we progressed te- uh, technologically, of course, um, but the the core, um, some of those core values that we hold, have we really progressed when we're still seeing the social and the economic disparities? And, you know, are, are we are we really holding, we, we had the episode on voting where we talked about, you know, holding our, our elected officials accountable. Um, so I, I would have to say, just think about that question. I don't want it to be, you know, 
2120 <laughs> and comparison 100 years from now and we're still talking about uh social and and economic and, and gender uh inequities <laughs> that is so true that is so true but you know you made a good point you asked a good question the difference between 1920 and 2020 unfortunately is when our young black children go out we still want them to come back alive because unfortunately so many of them don't because they are just young and black they just go out there and for whatever reason this is what happens unfortunately we still have voter suppression look at what they're doing in this election trying to disenfranchise so many just because of the vote now one of the things in this election that they said is that they went to sleep and they were winning and they woke up and they were losing and the reason for that is because just like everything else they treat us and do everything for us last. So they, what they did was they counted our votes last. So when they counted our votes last, they found that our votes were more for the Democratic Party than for the Republican Party. So that's why they changed in that manner. But there's so many things that went on in the 20s that have still, unfortunately, have not changed with so much. They've been magnified a little bit. Oh, excuse me, they might have changed and it might be done in a different way, but the effect is still the same. We might not have the physical enslavement, so to speak, but they're still enslaving us psychologically. The fact is that that we cannot get the same job, even though we have the same qualifications, is one of those things, whether we're male or female. They will not allow or they choose not to allow certain times for us to grow in that manner. They'd rather hire someone from outside that might not look like us than us in the company, even though we've been there and we've done the work and we've proven ourselves. So how many things have changed? Some things have changed. We've, got, we've gotten a few things. We got a little more money in the bank in some manner. But per capita, we haven't done that much better. We don't have the land ownership like we had then. Our people own hundreds and hundreds of acres then. Now, sometimes we might own a house. And if we own a house, we're good. We had businesses that supplied town. We don't have that anymore as much. So what are we going to do? We have to come up with our plan within ourselves so we could continue to do that. And then what that would do is create something generationally so that our next generation and the next one after that and the next one after that will be able to build further and further upon the things in the foundation that we laid. Look, I'm, I'm, I, again, I'll, I'll say I'm, I hope that our listeners uh, enjoyed this episode. Please give us a like on uh, Apple Music or the uh, Anchor platform or the other platform that you may be listening on Spotify or others. And, and give us feedback, right? If there's something you didn't like or you didn't care for, let us know um, so we can uh, make sure we're incorporating your feedback. But again, this was, I think, an excellent episode. I, I thank um, our contributors, KB and Rev G, for participating and engaging. And again, just know this, it, 2020 has given us all these lines. So now do something with it, right? You, you, you're, you're at the, our, our podcast is called Align to the Light. You're at the, you're at the light. You are the light. So, mm. you know, there you go. after the light has been shined on whatever the topics are, do it as you see fit. But I know for me, I'm not waiting to 2120. I, <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> Now, now, if you know if they get things going on the on the genome project, and they can uh, address some of these health disparities, 
and I can live to be, you know, 150 and 200 years old uh, without not aches and, 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 and pains in my back and legs. And uh, I'm all for it, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, this is Red G to the double E. Thanking our listeners once again. Enjoyed this episode myself as well. And as we say, there's so much more that we could have covered. And we might pick up a little bit more in the later episode down the line. Folks, remember our challenges. We have uh, check out Coursera and as well as check out the 13th Amendment on Netflix, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And the book, The the New Jim Crow. And um, both both, you know, both talk about criminal justice reform. And uh, there, are, there are many other documentaries on the topic explicitly around, you know, marijuana. But, but I would just, you know, just look at the criminal justice reform because it is something relevant and present. And the Coursera is relevant and present because, again, if you're looking at, if you have a, if you're in a position where you want to change, right? You say, hey, I want, I want a, a new position, a new, a new job or a new career. Or you may know of someone who is thinking about that. Yes, I will also say I will always say there is value in going to college, but I will also say 2020 has shown us that there are some opportunities for those who are willing to persevere and look and say, okay, I can uh, I have some certifications and I can learn about coding and programming and I can do I can do just fine financially with some of those disciplines. As was said previously, hope you enjoyed, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. We look forward to hearing from you. Please send your questions, comments, and suggestions via email to aligntolight at uhsca.org. That's A-L-I-N-E, the number two, L-I-G-H-T at uhsca.org.